You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome, Freedom Fighters, to Flawed and Free Podcast, where we build, empower, and equip disciples of Christ through deliverance and healing. My name is Tina, the Warrior Princess, and I am your host. As a spiritual warfare strategist, prophetic intercessor, and deliverance minister, I take great pleasure serving you and supporting your journey from the flaws of your past into the freedom of your future. Follow me and be set free. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Flawed and Free Podcast. My name is Tina, and I am your host. Thank you for joining. Make sure that you like and subscribe and share right now. And if this is your first time, this is the place where we save souls and set the captives free free through deliverance and spiritual warfare. So I'm glad that you have made it here today. I have a special, special guest today named Amber, and she is also a part of my ministry with Flawed and Free. And we have some nuggets, some gems to share with you about relationships, marriage, and respect in Jesus' name. So I'm excited to see what the Holy Spirit has for myself and for all of you. So welcome, Amber. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you, ma'am? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm very excited to be here to talk about this 
Kingdom Marriage. I'm very excited. Yes. Yes. I'm so excited. It's been such a great pleasure to partner with you um, as an asset to this ministry, but even in sisterhood, right? And so we've connected through um, our Freedom Fighter Academy and the Lord had other plans. And so I am grateful to have you here um, serving in this ministry. But above all, tell the people about who you are, where you're coming in from, and a little bit about yourself. Yes. So hi, everybody. My name is Amber. Um, first off, I'm a daughter of God. I'm a yes. daughter of the King, a child of God, right? Um, I am also a wife to an amazing husband, a patient, kind, and loving husband. I am a sister, a friend, I'm a digital marketer, an entrepreneur, a business owner, and so much more. Um, I'm based out of Dallas, Texas, and I'm very excited to be here with you, Tina. Yay, I'm excited too. <laughs> just a little quick little tidbit just about this is a, a prayer warrior, y'all. She loves the Lord. She really, really, truly loves the Lord. Oh. And it just <laughs> it, it exudes yes, from ma'am. your person, from your personality and, and your contribution, <laughs> just not only to the world, but to this ministry and to myself. And so it is an honor to serve you as you have been also serving us. And she has an amazing digital marketing company. And I have learned so much just through you listening to you about digital marketing. She does have a business named Magdalene Digital. And Mm -hmm. she's done great work and really put some language and verbiage to SEO and digital marketing and website strategies. And I'm telling you, I've heard about these things. I researched these things, but literally I cannot even explain how she Mm -hmm. has broken these things down to me in layman's terms and really been patient with me with Mm -hmm. understanding all of this stuff because tech is not my thing. My digital uh, savvy <laughs> marketing, right? I'm learning yeah. by the power of the Holy Spirit and through you. So if you're looking for a digital marketing agency or someone that specializes in SEO marketing, website optimization, and mm-hmm. all of these things and strategy, your girl is all about strategy. And that's why I love her so yes, much because <laughs> as a spiritual warfare strategist and myself, yeah. and she actually brings strategy from a digital perspective and it's just mm-hmm. a perfect marriage right i know it we're talking is. about so your marriage and <laughs> about, right and the kingdom way like kingdom marriage and and yeah. things today but i wanted to talk a little bit about our marriage and ministry and your mm-hmm. ministry to the world in this area of expertise mm-hmm. so please 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 i'll make sure i link her information she is kingdom yeah kingdom. She's a part of the kingdom of God. And so very much integrous, honest, and very, very, very well versed in what she does. Mm -hmm. So it is a blessing to know her, y'all. And I'm telling you, (laughs) if this is an area that you are looking to, to build and to expand, to increase in your kingdom business, y'all know I'm Mm -hmm. talking, always talking about entrepreneurship in the kingdom and business in addition to uh, spiritual warfare and deliverance. So we touch on a lot of different topics here um, from a natural standpoint, a spiritual standpoint, and through life application. So, you know, I'm I'm here as your Holy Ghost field homegirl to let you know, been there, done that, got a t-shirt, and I am here 
to help <laughs> serve all of you in so many areas. So Amber, tell me a yes. little bit about um, you. You're newly married. You're a newlywed. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> interesting to hear um, about life as a newlywed. So share with people yeah. how maybe you and your husband met or wherever you feel led to begin. Yeah, of course, of course. So me and my husband, TJ, um, we met three years ago at Olive Garden. Ah! And- <laughs> okay. Olive Garden and used so- to be my favorite. <laughs> and so actually I was still in college and he was in college as well. Um, he's about uh, three years older than me, but um, we were both still going to college and he was working at Olive Garden. And it's so funny because for quite a while I was thinking of going to um, I was looking for, you know, jobs here and there, going to college, right? So full-time student, college, um, full-time student working. And so for a while, I was like, I want to get into serving because you can make a little extra change serving. And right. so, so lo and behold, my friend, she's like, hey, Amber, come work at Olive Garden with me. And so literally a year before then, I was thinking about going to Olive Garden, but something said no. And so I went somewhere else, but then she mentioned it. And so finally I applied and I think it was maybe the third day I was in training, you know, training of of serving and I saw him and he saw me and it was just lightning bolts. It was just (laughs) like, (laughs) took a double take (laughs) and I was like, who is that? And so um, he was definitely bold and, and um, I knew that he, he liked me and that he wanted to uh, take me out on a date. Um, but we didn't actually go on a date for about a month later. Um, but once we went on our first date, we've been inseparable ever since. And so um, that's our experience. And literally, he always says, he's like, I was at Olive Garden for so long. Because he was at Olive Garden maybe for three years before me. He was like, I was there for so long. But, but God, he's like, I know I was praying. I was praying for my wife. Lo and behold, I was praying for my husband as well. And so, (laughs) yeah. And so he was like, yeah, as soon as you came, it was like, God was like, this is what you've been waiting for. Now you can leave. And he literally left like a few months after we got together. So, yeah. Wow. So there's hope, y'all, even in Olive Garden. So, yes, yes. Do not despise small beginnings, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes we have this grandiose way that we will encounter our husbands. And it Mm -hmm. it sometimes seems to be in the most obscure settings for some, right? For some, um, the most unnoticeable things that you're looking but not looking and then you're found in the process. So yes, that's amazing. I definitely wasn't looking. I wanted my husband, but I wasn't looking. That was not what I went to Olive Garden for. (laughs) I went to just make some money and get out the way. (laughs) There's hope, Jesus. There's hope. So tell us a little bit how the relationship evolved into marriage because I mean there's a courting phase right I know Mm -hmm. a lot of us get stuck in that phase like um especially on this side of kingdom is especially when you're practicing Mm -hmm. abstinence or you know um trying to do things in in a proper way in the proper order I did not do that um in my prior Mm -hmm. marriage because I was on the other side of saved right Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was not on this side of saved so um share as Les led what that looked like for you that process yeah, yeah, yeah. So starting out, I was um, definitely on your side, Tina, where um, 
So I was lukewarm for sure, right? Okay. Starting out. Um, and so we definitely went in very quickly. And I mean, so quick to where we said, I love you to each other. And about a month after dating. Okay. By the time that we said, I love you to each other, we were just, we were, I'd say six months into it, we, we lived together. I literally moved in with him. And so that was how we started, right? And so we definitely started off um, really without God. Um, although, you know, I knew God and I, I, I thought that I was, you know, being okay, right? Especially because at the beginning, I kind of, I had a very, a very great account, encounter with knowing that he was my husband. In my heart, like I knew. And so in maybe even having sex or like anything like that, I was like, well, he's my, he's my husband. Anybody you would ask, I'll be like, yeah, he's my husband. Like, I know he's my husband, right? Yeah. Even like, I'll get so much confirmation, even from um, my mom to, I've never brought a guy home ever ever. I never wow. brought a man home. Right. And so like, he was the first person and I was the first person he brought home ever. Ooh, friends, wow. Like anybody, I was the first person he brought home ever. And so it was a big deal. And so honestly, both of our families brought us in to their own family to where it just felt so like, okay, okay. Right. And so by that time though, I'd say about a year or two in, I kind of started having a bit of urges, like we're not doing something right. We're not doing something. Something's yeah. not right here. And so I yeah. started chasing after God more and I started getting more into the word. Um, we started going to a church together and the pastor, he was like, okay, so if you guys are wanting to move towards marriage, y'all are going to have to um, like separate y'all. Well, not separate, but y'all are going to have to be apart where you're not having sex, right? And I looked at him kind of funny and said, is he dead? He's like, well, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, he's my husband. Like, <laughs> I thought, because I, the way I grew up, it was like, as long as he's your husband, it's fine. And so in my mind, I was I was like, I'm not sinning. I'm not sinning. And so that's wow. what my mind was. Wow. But lo and behold, lo and behold, I'm getting closer to God. I fast for the first time. Um, God is really pulling me in. And all of a sudden, I, I start hearing God clearly. And so I, I'm starting having dreams about, you know, um, TJ and I'm, he's having, God's having me pray over my husband as well as over myself. And I'm asking God, like, is he my husband? Because I really, really, really wanted to know. I really wanted to be certain that I wasn't wrong in this, right? Because right. of all these things that were happening. And so, and so God was like, yes, he's your husband, but I'm going to have to first um, bring you through some things because my parents got divorced and I was going through some things like I don't I was scared to get married actually I was very scared to get married and so I knew he was my husband but I was scared to go that extra step if he were to propose if that makes sense yeah. and so God had to take me through that process but he also said that you know he had to um, um, take us through those, some things I didn't know what we, he was about to take us through I had no idea what he was about to take us through gotcha. and so one morning I, I wake up and <laughs> God's like, you need to leave. You need to leave. And I'm like, leave where? Where am I leaving to? Mind you, we're, we've been together for two years and I, by this time, and I've been living with him for about a year and a half. And so this is all I know, right? I'm like, where right. am I going? Because right, right. going back 
home to my parents is like to me not an option because they're separate and I haven't lived at home for I don't know about five years now and I'm like where am I going back to mind you I didn't really have um our relationship in the in the divorce me and my parents um was a bit like torn right and so it, I was I was struggling right and so but he was like leave you need to leave and I got confirmation after confirmation and my dad actually came down and he confirmed it. And because it was so much warfare that we were actually going through, and I didn't even know what warfare was. I didn't even right. know the language of warfare. I, I had no idea. And right. so my thing is, I'm like, what is really going on? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on, right? I, I'm not really praying because I don't even know how to really pray like that, right? I'm, I'm right. praying with the words I know how. <laughs> Right. But definitely not how I am now, right? And so I have no strategy. I don't know what I'm doing. All I know is that God told me to leave. And he didn't tell my husband the same thing. And so I'm like, how am I supposed to explain this? Wow. How do I explain that? How do I explain, like, to the man that I love, I'm in love with? Yes. We're planning our marriage by this time. He's planning to propose to me at this time. So wow. that that happened. But I, I but I, I feel like I'm rambling. Am I rambling a bit? Mm -hmm. like, no, 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 okay. you're good. Okay. <laughs> but um, so after that, um, I, I obeyed and I left. So I went back to Houston. Um, and I lived with my mom. And that was the most trying time, the most yeah. trying time for both me and my husband, because okay. when I left, um, I left as if I left just a random guy. I left as if I was just, um, God told me to leave, I'm leaving. Because I had made up my decision. Yeah. And so by that time, though, I didn't give him time to process. And so I didn't know that I had disrespected him in ways mm. and hurt him in ways. And it took a really long time for us to get back to how I left. And even after, because there was a whole journey and we'll probably get into it, a whole journey of, of even then when I left till us getting married now. Right. Um, it was a lot that happened in between that time to where God had to work on both of us and really, really me at the end yeah. of the day. Um, because as wives, we expect our husbands to change, yeah. but we don't expect to have the same thing, especially wives who feel like, oh, well, I'm more spiritual or I'm, I, I hear God and you don't. So, you know, and we get this big head, but right. it's like God's looking at us like, well, what is the word that I gave, right? To the man and to the woman. Right. You need to be in your place. Yeah. Even though even though we weren't married yet, because he was preparing us and because he didn't completely, you know, take me out because he could have I, I asked several times, I was like, God, like why why would I have to leave? Why would I have to leave if he's my husband? I don't understand. Right. So is there somebody else? And I was having so many like demonic dreams, honestly, to where Satan was trying to stir me turn me completely away from him mm -hmm. this time. and so I was very confused 
I was like, well, I, I guess he's not. I guess I heard God wrong. It was a whole battle. It was a whole battle. And so he felt, my husband felt a lot of it. And um, it was very hard on him as well. And so I definitely want to acknowledge his hurt um, and his pain in it. Um, but we're here. We're married. We Thank got you, through Jesus. it in Jesus' name. Um, definitely Jesus a lot name. of fighting, but we, we got married. And um, it was beautiful. Our marriage, our, marriage, our, our wedding day was beautiful and um, loving. And um, he's my man. He's my baby. And uh, yes. I'm watching and that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You look beautiful. I mean, I wasn't, of course, oh, there, you. but um, the <laughs> pictures, I got to see the pictures when you got married <laughs> and and was was able to pray um, while you were yeah. preparing for getting married. I was like, oh, yeah. Amber's getting married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I can take ownership for a part of the prize. Not really. No ownership <laughs> at all, but we definitely. No, pray. your prayers. We, de mm -hmm. we definitely <laughs> prayed for you. I was very yes, excited for you, you when, when you shared <laughs> that you were getting married and so close yes. to being yeah. married, right? It was like, mm -hmm. it was like weeks away, you know? And I was yeah. like, oh, this is so amazing. <laughs> this is so good. Um, but one of the things like that you said that I wanted to kind of just ask a quick question about is yeah. you left out of obedience to what you heard God say. Um, and mm -hmm. so I also heard you say that, and I'm sure there's details that, that, you know, we don't have to go into, but what would you say to the woman that maybe is in a relationship and they hear from God, right? Clearly hear from God to, to follow through like you did and to leave the home. And even though you didn't understand it was obedient. Hey, freedom fighters is Tina, your host from flawed and free podcast. Are you experiencing spiritual attacks in your dreams? Do you have questions about spiritual warfare and deliverance, or are you just seeking Holy Spirit-led advice and wise counsel? I have great news for you. We are now offering one-to-one -one consultations to set you on the right path to purpose. Why struggle alone in your own thoughts when we together are a part of the body of Christ? Therefore, we must help one another. So as one of his servants, it would be a pleasure to support you on your journey from your now to your next. Go today, do not delay, and book your consultation with me. You can go to theflawedandfree.com or I will put the link in the episode description of this podcast and you can go there and book your session with me. God bless. That really got you um, following God and in the process, there was some hurt experienced. Right on both ends, maybe his end, your end, because he didn't fully understand like the revelation that you received and the why behind it. And maybe you could have dealt with it in a different way. Like you said, like, well, I was listening to God and I was being so obedient that I didn't consider how to deliver it. Like I didn't consider how mm -hmm. how to um, present it, deliver it and carry it out. And so in the process mm -hmm. of that, he saw what I did and not the why, which was me yeah. following Christ. Right. And so maybe you misrepresented the word of God to yourself. He's looking at you like you heard from God, but this is ugly. Yeah. How you doing this? This is yeah. ugly. How you leave it, you know? And so yeah. there was some maybe, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like maybe just like some mis 
interpretation maybe um, as you were being obedient? Like, how do you help somebody that is in a marriage, whether it's kingdom or not, right? And mm -hmm. they are in a similar situation where they're hearing from God and trying to figure out, do I obey God or do I make him comfortable? Mm. Obviously, you obey God, but it worked yeah. out for you, right? That's the end result. Yeah. But what would you say? Yeah. So when I went through this, I was at a point where I wanted to follow God. Mm. And I knew, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I needed to follow God, that there wasn't another option for me. I wow. loved my husband or my boyfriend back then, right? But I I loved God more actually. Even though even though I was still really learning and I'm definitely not at the point um with my relationship with God now that I was back then because like you said I didn't I heard but I didn't have the wisdom to ask God what are the details? How? Mm. Right? Even gotcha. why? I didn't have though that that gotcha. verbiage to really ask God, right? Yeah. And so I just I just, I just heard, and I just it, it honestly like it I it, I let the enemy choke me with that word. I let the enemy choke me with that word, to where I I I became depressed, thinking that you know you know how we talk, we've been talking about rest, and you just put out a video about rest. Yes. I wasn't resting in God. I took all of the burden, literally all of it. Oh, okay. So it was, it was, that's not how to do it. And what I would say to a woman that's maybe going through this or maybe about to go through this, I would say really sit with God because what I thought was it has to be fast, fast, fast. You hear the word and then you need to be tomorrow. Okay. Right. And sometimes it's like that. I don't know how, you know, um, you know, uh, whoever's listening, your situation is. But I would say sit with God. Sit with God and ask him for the details. Ask him how. Ask him when. Right? Ask him, like, the words to say. How to say it. Because you have to remember, and this is what I didn't know back then and I wish I knew, is that everything that you do, especially when God's name is on it, people are watching you. Yeah. And when you say, you know, God told me to do this, when you're hurting somebody in the process, how does that look? Right. Especially my husband, he, he was coming from um, a Muslim background. He was just um, just being open enough, you know, to, to go the route of um, Christ, right, and Jesus. And, right. and, um, and so it was very sensitive. Oh. And I, I failed, honestly, with that part. I failed with that part. Um, and I've had to repent for it. And I've had to apologize and say sorry and um, ask for forgiveness, right, um, to my husband. And over and over, I've had to apologize. I've had to apologize. But I own that. I take that. And that's my responsibility to do so, right? Um, and so, and so I, would, I would just say, yes, pray fast if you need to, fast. I face I fasted a lot during this season. <laughs> wow, that's good. I fasted a lot during this season. So fast, pray, seek the Father, and ask why, and don't take all of the burden for yourself because it's not your burden. God is asking you to leave for your protection. It's not to hurt you. It's not to hurt you. 
um, if he's asking you to leave, right? Or if he's saying, you know, that's not your husband, you need to leave. Or, or, or maybe he's saying that is your husband, but not yet. And so trust him in that process because there's things that he has to do in order to protect your marriage. Because if we're talking about kingdom marriage, same is going to be after your marriage. Yeah. If I had not listened, if I had not listened, if I would have gone ahead and, you know, got married to my husband, first off, we wouldn't be sitting here. <laughs> yeah. Second off, we wouldn't have even been connected because during this time of me um, having left in Houston, I, God connected me with you. Mm. God connected me with my, with my business. God connected me with my um, assignment in life, period. And so, and so it was way more than just marriage, preparing for marriage. It was way more than um, God having to take us from being, uh, being connected to Satan to connected with him because we was connected to Satan and God was trying to connect us to him because, because we are God's chosen, right? As so many are. In marriage, there's only two choices. You either have Satan, you're working for Satan or you're working for God. Yes. God does not play about marriage. God doesn't play about, you know, um, his children and, and, and love and the assignment that you have on your life and in your marriage. Every marriage has an assignment. And yeah. so God wants to prune you and to just like an individual um, where he prunes you in the waiting season, in the wilderness season. A lot of times this is what happens in marriage because you need that, right? And if I, if we would have done it right, and if we would have um, courted and done all those things, that is kind of your pruning season, your waiting season, right? During that time, right. but we didn't do that. Right. And so we have to do that. There was no other option. There was no other option, yeah. but, us, but for us to do that. And I knew that from just the visions that God was giving me, the dreams that he was giving me, and the way that I was able to listen to him and, and hear him, I knew that it was actually a... Um, life or death it was a life mm. or death for me to listen so i listened thank yeah. god thank god because what may have appeared to be a detriment to your relationship mm-hmm. in the moment as you are yeah. receiving the instructions from god and like you said maybe you didn't know at the time you didn't have the wisdom to know how to play it out and how to carry out the assignment um it was still a lesson learned nonetheless but your obedience is what carried you through And even brought you back to the place that God really originally intended and wanted you to be, which was married to him. And so sometimes when we don't understand the what, the where, the when, the why and the how, it's still important for us to be obedient nonetheless. You know, if if that's all, you know, then God will still carry it through and it will still work out for his good. And so in your case, it worked out for your good because you made it very clear that had you not been obedient, even though you didn't carry it out in the way that you would have now with what you've learned now, um, that it still turned out to be a success. Had you gone against what he had said, you like made it very clear. We probably would not be together today. We probably would not have made it successfully. Um, and we would have opened up even more doors to the, to the enemy to destroy, um, the union that God had intended for our lives. And so, yes, it was a temporary, um, um, act 
right, of obedience, but it was for eternal gratification. It was for eternal um, result and outcome because now you guys are together and God can have his way um, in your marriage mm -hmm. to continue to build and grow and support you in the ways to come. And so I, what was what I liked about what you said even was that you took responsibility, right? And you took accountability mm -hmm. for even though it was God, um, that I had a part in my responsibility and receiving the instruction and carrying it out. And there was a breach. There was a breach mm -hmm. in what I received and how I carried it out. And I don't want to ever misrepresent God. Like, I don't want to ever, mm -hmm. you know, um, in my ignorance, um, do anything that would not always, um, um, it's, you know, show God in the best light, right. In me and through me, because that we're representations of him in the kingdom of God. And so in that you were able to then see the error, right. And I don't care how big or small the error is, but accountability and responsibility to relationship is important. And so um, whether you're married or preparing to get married, um, you have to learn how to be accountable and responsible to yourself and to what God gives you, even in your single season, your waiting season and your season in which you are um, going forth and preparing to be found by your king, right? Preparing yep. to be found and crowned. Um, yep. And so as you're in the preparation phase, sometimes we're not as ready as we think. Or, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? And so we really do need to be letting, cause I, all we need to know is I, I know I'm getting married and I know who he yep. is and that's it. Like yep. God said it, that's it. <laughs> and we pushing through. Right. But there's yeah. so many intricate details, um, that are a part of the process and joining in union and joining in this covenant. And these things have to be done pre and even these things happen as you begin to partner and join in covenant and beyond. And so yes. most of the work comes not just in preparation, but a lot mm -hmm. of the work comes after you get married, right? So many of us are looking for the ring mm -hmm. and the king, but yes. we aren't looking for um, the work that comes in building and advancing the kingdom of God, because that's really what marriage is about. It's, it's a part of the advancement of God. It's, it's for God's glory. It's not so that we can have sex you know, uh, mm -hmm. legally. It's not so that we can flaunt them on Facebook. It's not yeah. so that we can prove our worthiness to the world, right? Mm -hmm. With who we are, how great we are, but it mm -hmm. literally is meant to build and to advance the kingdom of God. And so God is actually has so many intricate details for what your husband will have to bring to the table and you are bringing to the table. And then that table, which all belongs to him anyway. And then now you got to put your heads together and join as one so that you can move forward and serve God and serve God mm -hmm. in the best way that you possibly can. And so mm -hmm. I know sometimes we get ahead of ourselves. We might've seen our husband in our dreams. We might've been prophesied to you. You're going to be married and he's tall, dark and handsome and he's mm -hmm. full of wealth and greatness. <laughs> and we get high off the word, right? We get high yep. off the promise and we forget about the process. We forget about the preparation and how important important that is. And these are the areas where the enemy will attack you the most. And so mm -hmm. I thank you for sharing your accountability to receiving the word and maybe carrying it out or not carrying it out properly. So now that you're newly wed, 
I know mm -hmm. the first year is one of the toughest. I've been married before mm -hmm. and, and, <laughs> and, and, you know, I was married and I'm now divorced. I'm now divorced. Okay. But unfortunately, but fortunately, all at the same time, because mm -hmm. what God meant for, I mean, what the enemy meant for my harm, God still turned around for my good. I actually found mm -hmm. my identity in that divorce. I found my purpose in that divorce. And I discovered that that was not the God ordained marriage that God had for me. Um, and I discovered so much about myself. Um, past, present, and future. And so now at the time, I couldn't see it. I thought I saw it the way the world saw it, right? It was yeah. like, you got the money, you got the education, you got the degree, you got the marriage, you got the dog, you got the kids, and you buy the yeah. house and life is great. And that was the furthest thing from the truth. It was the furthest, furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. I know now that in one of the most devastating, traumatic events of my life, I was able to find myself. And really, God didn't intend for me to do that. In my own free mm -hmm. will, I chose um, that relationship out of my flesh. And so because God was not um, uh, uh, invited into the mm -hmm. marriage, um, it then was open season for Satan. And so as you have partnered in marriage, and I know you said you were on this side of saved and now on the other side of saved, what does that look like as the virtuous woman, the Proverbs 31 woman that we have all been taught that was a part of our responsibility mm -hmm. and our crown in marriage? How has that virtuous wife uh, responsibility played out in your marriage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely... So the Lord, during my waiting season, after I left, the Lord really had to teach me um, what it looked like for me to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Mm. Because each woman, you know, we all have our own assignments. We all have our own um, calling for on this earth. And so it may look, it's, it, it's the same principles, but the strategies may be different. Right. right. In terms of being the Proverbs 31 woman. And so for me, he had to teach me, you know, certain things that I would do. Um, for example, um, making my husband breakfast every morning. That would be something that I would do for a woman and maybe making her husband dinner every night. Right. Um, but for the way my schedule lined up, that was how the Lord taught me. And so I really let the Lord um, kind of guide me in that way. And it's, and I'm, and I'm still learning how to let him guide me. Right. And so it's an ever, yeah. ever uh, changing, right. A journey of, of trusting and, and learning and hearing from God. But, um, but I will say that I've learned that trusting in God and knowing that he will give me every detail and teaching me how to, um, how to take care of first off myself, how to take care and nurture my husband. Mm -hmm. um, how to love the way I'm supposed to love, you know, all the fruits of the spirit, right? Um, and, and, and also um, um, be a businesswoman because Proverbs 31 woman was a businesswoman, right? And so how to, how to uh, you know, make a shake in the business, but also take care of the household. Um, for some women, that may seem like, oh, a Proverbs 31 woman, that's not possible. I actually had somebody tell me that one time. Um, yeah. Um, a pastor, he he said that the Proverbs thirty one woman was a fic was a um, a fiction character, and that that wasn't possible. And I just I didn't really receive that in my spirit because I was like, well, the Lord's over here teaching me, and I'm studying the Proverbs thirty one woman, right? And yeah. so and so what I've learned is that yes, 
the Proverbs 31 woman is absolutely, absolutely achievable. And, and you can achieve, right, that, um, that level of excellence and being a woman and being a wife and, and honestly serving God, because that's what we're doing. When we're serving our husbands, we're pleasing the father. Okay. And so he had to teach me, you know, how to, how to respect my husband. Your husband, your husband, you know, and in, in Proverbs 31 woman, she talks about how, how, um, how your husband will, um, um, see you as a blessing, right. Yeah. And not, and not a curse and, and how your husband is respected at the city gates and stuff. And so you have to first off speak these things. And so I would pray these things over me and my husband. If I felt like I was lacking in an area, if I felt like he was lacking in an area, I pray for these things. And I, and I seek the father and I know that the promises will come to pass because in the word. And so, and so this is what I do. This, yes. is, this is definitely what I do. Um, um, I hope that answered the question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely um, answered the question. Of course, it's a blanket question and it's going to look one way for you and your husband and it's going to look another way for another wife and, 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 and their husband. Um, but just I'm asking you, of course, because you're interviewing with us today. <laughs> but um, I know that for each person it's individualized, which is why, yes, we could tell you could tell your story. I could tell my testimony and story, um, but they will all be different because the Holy Spirit will lead you with what that looks like for you and your specific situation. Um, but overall, you know, it's important to keep Christ in the center of the marriage, um, whether he is following Christ or not. There's a role yeah. and a responsibility that you must still carry. And that's kind of the point that I wanted to kind of kind of, you know, speak on is regardless of what others do, whether you are single or even married, because even when we're single, we are still operating as the bride of Christ. We're in a position to still serve, right? And to still serve with excellence. And so these characteristics and qualities are to be carried over when you actually get a husband, when you have a husband, right? And so you enter into the covenant of marriage, you don't stop doing these things, right? They actually yeah. start in your single season, they carry over into marriage. And so mm -hmm. the same with same as soul, where I've seen marriages where they've been quote unquote unequally yoked, right? Where one mm -hmm. was a believer, one was not, or, or one I've seen, um, Christians marry Muslims. I knew a girl that, mm -hmm. uh, was actually married to a Muslim man. Um, and yeah. she was a Christian woman. And I know that it comes with its challenges. Um, but mm -hmm. with any relationship in or outside of marriage, um, God's still calls us to to love one another he still calls us to That's a responsibility right. and so it is not with exemptions and it's not with um other you know things like well it's okay if it's this and it's not that well i can be the proverbs 31 wife if you will you know if he does this and mm -hmm. he does that like really That's applying right. the word of god to your situation you know, irregardless to how people respond or how or how people uh, carry out their assigned tasks and roles and responsibilities. Yep. And so I see a lot of times where a lot of confusion comes into play, where mm -hmm. it's like, this is my role, this is your role. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I can do it sometimes when you're being when you're doing good, or you're being right. Mm -hmm. Or if yeah. God says this, or, he does, you know, and so then it gets really uh, muddy. You're right. It gets really yeah. muddy. So, you know, if you could just kind of um, just touch on how that looks in a relationship. I know you're ma newly married, so I'm not saying yeah. expecting you to be the expert. <laughs> right. Um, and putting pressure on you. But 
from your perspective. We're, we're, we're seeing yeah. from the eyes of, of, of Amber right now and your perspective, what, what would be your advice to a woman that's newly married and they're in their first year of marriage and they're trying to navigate these waters with their roles and your roles? Yeah. How does that look? So in my perspective, right, if we're, if we're giving my um, experience, I would say that there are roles that the woman plays um, in terms of being um, a nurturer, listening to your husband. So a lot of times, and how I see Proverbs 31 woman is I see that she was, she was, her lamp was never dim, right? And so I'm coming from a perspective to where I, at the moment, um, I am more of like the spiritual um, um, leader in the relationship, although that is not how the Lord has made it to be, right? Um, and so I know that, but for right now, right? And so how he has me going is, and, and he, he brought me back to Esther, the book of Esther. Mm-hmm. And in the book of Esther, Mordecai is outside, out of, he's out, um, out the out, outer gates, right? The outer Esther court, is yeah. in the inner, yes, the inner, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so she's in the inner court and she goes to Mordecai and Mordecai is telling her um, these things that are happening and how um, these, these satanic people are trying to destroy the king and also destroy the Jews. And so what the Lord was showing me was that she could have not listened. She could have disrespected because he was in the outer court, because she was with God and because he was not. But she listened and she remembered who he was in the head of the household. He was, he was the head to her, right? He was the one who took her in. He was the one who clothed her and sheltered her, right? And so this is how I see my husband. He is the head regardless regardless of of how he's acting, regardless of, oh, you said this and I didn't like it and it hurt my feelings. He's still the head of the household. Yes, ma'am. And so and so what happens is now God is showing me, he's like, so your job as a woman, as a Proverbs 31, whatever you want to call it, right? As a woman of God in general and a wife. In Jesus' name. You listen, you listen to your husband. You respect your husband. And when you listen to him, you don't you don't go back and you take all of that burden onto you onto you. You come take it to the father. Esther mm. always took everything that Mordecai said and took it back to the king. And so whether it's whether it's something that he said that, you know, quite frankly, pissed you off. Right. You don't fight your husband. You don't argue with your husband. A Proverbs thirty one woman doesn't doesn't um you know you know fight her mate right Mm -hmm. she takes it to the father she takes it to the father and lets him fight her battles for her Mm -hmm. and so that's how that's how he's been teaching me and he's been also teaching me practical ways like like um some nights he would tell me you know satan satan trying to trying something tonight go put this on lingerie and go have sex with your husband in Jesus' name, and so it's it's practical ways, and it's also you know, come through marriage ministry. 
but this is how it is. And so, and, yeah. and, and like I said, I make my husband breakfast. I write him a love letter. You know, you, you temper your home. You temper your home. That's what it's all about. Um, and that's what, that's what I've been learning. Um, that's what I've been um, implementing. And, and it's working. It, it works. You don't want to be the woman who nags. You don't want to be the woman who fights, who argues. And let me tell you, I did that for a long time. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just learning how to not nag, how to not disrespect, how to not argue all the time, how to not say my two cents just because I can, right? <laughs> but to really, really um, want to please God. Yes. Really want to please God. Because this is how you get to a place where you, where you learn how to be that Proverbs 31 woman. You be real with yourself and you say, do I want to please God? Do I want to please the Father? Amen. How do I please the Father? Yeah. The Lord will teach you how to please him. And yeah. in turn, you please your husband. Yes. He's not yes. going to turn you away to not please your husband. <laughs> right? Right. And so, yeah. Right. I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I do more than like, I actually love it. Um, because <laughs> I mean, we don't have the blueprint and the handbook to a perfect marriage or even being a perfect parent. Um, you know, but we have the Bible, we have the word of God, we have the Holy spirit. And so that, uh, that, that counsel is, is applies to every area of our life. Right. And so, um, we should always seek the source. We should always seek the Holy Spirit to be led and guide in all things, you know, not just marriage. And, you know, there's some that may that may say, oh, what do you know? You're young, you know, live a little longer. Oh, what do you know? Talk, Come back and talk to me after seven years, right? Come back and talk to me after 20 and 25. And though I know that there's a lot of wisdom with time and experience, um, why not start out with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, right? Like, why not? And and I believe that there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And I believe that God's, I, I know rather, that God's time is not our time. So a day to God is a thousand years to us. And so we could look at chronological time and we could look at uh, experience and we can make that the pinnacle of, of what we follow and say, oh, this person knows what they're talking about because they didn't been through this, that, and the third. It's been 25 years. Or you can have people that are making the same mistakes and doing the same thing after 25, 30 years and they ain't learned nothing. They ain't gained no new wisdom. They've done nothing but gain time right? Um, and in and, and years, but no wisdom. And so um, I always like to tread carefully in speaking with anyone about these areas, right? Because sometimes we'll judge a person for their position and be like, oh, you don't know. Or like even our parents, my children have taught me some things. And chronologically mm-hmm. in age, they have nowhere near the years that I've had or the experience. But they've actually, the, the the spirit of the Lord has moved and spoken through them and encouraged me and prophesied to me and things like that. Had I shut down um, these nuggets of wisdom or clarity or even their personal experiences and perspectives because mm-hmm. of their age or their lack of time and experience in an area, I could miss a blessing. Like I could miss something. And so, um, you know, even as you're sharing your personal testimony um, as a newlywed, because I'm telling you that that first year is hard, 
right? That first mm-hmm. year is really hard. And I can only imagine they got the seven year itch. It gets harder after the seven, right? Mm-hmm. And even before the seven, right? Every mm-hmm. day is hard. Every day is hard living this life and doing the best we can. But my my advice, even being once married and now in my waiting season, waiting to be married, um, I draw from all sources that are spirit led. And so I'm gaining knowledge and wisdom by the power of the Holy Spirit through you and your testimony. And even those that I know that have many years under their belt, many, many, many years of natural experience um, that I also draw from. But I take all things back to the Holy Spirit. So if you haven't gotten anything from today's broadcast, that is surely the goal. Um, this is a Holy Spirit led organization and mm-hmm. I, the Holy Spirit's my best friend. I hope he's your best friend too, mm-hmm. but you cannot lose when you seek the counsel of the Holy Spirit. You cannot lose. So when we don't know how to parent, when we don't know how to build a business, when we don't know how to be Proverbs 31 wives, let alone a regular wife, <laughs> You know, all the things that we're unaware or ignorant of or or maybe need more education in, we know that we can seek the source, which is our Heavenly Father. We can seek the Holy Spirit and he will be our ultimate guide. So one Mm -hmm. constant thing that I heard, though we went over a few scenarios with what it was like in your single season, dating and waiting, and now that you are newly married, was you always took things back to the Holy Spirit. You allowed yourself to be led by the Holy Spirit and you continue to do that day by day in your marriage. And so he has taught you how to respect your husband in new ways um, as a new wife um, and prayerfully Mm -hmm. moving forward, you will continue to be led by the Holy Spirit. And so Mm -hmm. I thank you, Amber, for sharing your Mm -hmm. testimony with us today. If there's anything else you're led to share, I'm definitely open. um, If there's (laughs) something that you would like to share before we close. But if not, I thank you so much for your time. Your time is valuable to me. And I know that our audience listeners have definitely grabbed a few nuggets from what you said that they might not have seen in their own personal lives. Some of Mm -hmm. us are products of um, not having a mimic model or a mirror to mm-hmm. to pattern after in marriage. And so it was the same for me. My parents were divorced. Um, and so I did not see a healthy marriage. And so I think yeah. a good portion of the world is dealing with that, right? A little yeah. bit of this, everybody got a book. Everybody got a relationship book. Everybody got something to say about what you should do. But I know one book and one man that has gotten me quite a ways. And I... <laughs> And his name is Jesus. And the Mm -hmm. book is the word of God, the spirit of truth. And so I think if we keep the book, the good book, the Bible, just in case you don't know what I'm talking about, right? The good book, the Bible in the center, we keep Christ in the center and we continue to seek the Holy Spirit as our comforter and guide and counselor um, in all things that we cannot fail. In Jesus' name, yeah. we That's cannot true. fail in the name of Jesus. So thank That's you, funny. Amber. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to open up. You. You. Is there anything you'd like to share with us before we go? Any good gems you got before we close out? Or, or, or no? <laughs> um, I would just like to, I guess, give encouragement to all of the women, um, married, newlyweds, um, maybe Ooh, married yes. for a minute right, or, or waiting for marriage, um, just encouragement to keep going, 
Yeah. And to know that God sees you and to know that if you continue to connect with him and lean on him, that he will take you through it. He will take you through it. But don't don't give up. Don't let the enemy win. Don't let the enemy win because he is everybody knows, you know, this is now this is something that that everybody can agree on. Satan doesn't like marriage. No. So <laughs> that's something Satan we don't can like agree on, don't right? like, don't like the saints, period. But yeah, he doggone sure don't like me. <laughs> but if you're a saint and you married or wait on married, listen. <laughs> but what I'm saying is yeah. that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, know who you are and whose you are. Yeah. And you fight. You fight and you fight and you fight and you fight. Because at the end, and I guess I'll, I will say this, maybe just a little bit of homework for anybody who, who really needs this. Um, go back and read Esther and let the Lord lead you. Mm. And how, and, okay, so how he, how he showed me in terms of marriage. Mordecai is your husband. This is, a sim, this is symbolism. Okay. Um, Haggai was the Holy Spirit, Esther's helper. The king is God and um, Haman is Satan. And mm. so if you use those four things and symbol and symbolism and go back and read Esther, you will see how um, you will see how you're you're you will have to pray and fast. Right. As the wife, you will have to seek the father. But the father, if you are pleasing him. And I hope and pray, you know, that as 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 women of God, we're, we're wanting to please the father. Right. And so and so we're repenting and we're coming to the Lord. But he will listen to you. The father will ask you, daughter, what, 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 what can I give you? Even half of the kingdom is yours. And so if you go step by step and then at the end, at the end of Esther, even Mordecai is elevated because of your sacrifice. And you have your husband's last name. So if your husband is elevated, you are elevated. Yeah. Why are we as wives fighting our husbands? Why are we as wives fighting our husbands, trying to basically cause um, division? And I'm not speaking as if I, as if I have never, because I have. Mm-hmm. But why are we as husbands, cause, I mean, wives, causing division in the marriage? Saying, well, I don't... Why do I have to fast and pray? Why do I have to fat, um, fight and he's not doing anything? Why are, we, why are we saying that when at the end of the day, we already know there's only two options. You do it or you don't. And what is the option? You either, you either win together or you lose together. Yes. We are together. And so, and so as, a, as, as a child who has seen divorce, right? Um, as, 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 some, as people who have, who have been through divorce, right? We, we, we understand that it's, it may not, it's, it's a lot of times it's not, the grass is not greener on the other side. You will have to go through some, uh, more hurt. Honestly, why not fight for what you have? If the Lord has put you there, yeah. if the Lord has said, this is, this is your man, this is your marriage, you fight. Yeah, that's good. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what your in-laws say. I don't care what your friends say. I don't care what your family says. What the statistics say. I don't care. But that's but right. if God says, if God says, 
What does God say? If God what says leave, God? then listen, that's your business. But you best make sure it's God, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if God tells you to stay, you stay. Yeah. You stay and you pray and you fast. And you read the word of God and you let him teach you. And you let him break you down, change you. Yes. And he will change your husband. And yeah. so um, I do have, a, I guess, a book, too, um, that I'm reading right now. A great book. It's called um, The Power of a Praying Wife by mm. The Power of a Praying Wife by Stormy Omaritan, O-M-A-R-I-T-A-N. Um, and that's a great, great, great book for newlyweds, mm-hmm. for um, wives who are maybe going through some struggle right now. Um, even even waiting wives. This is yes. a great book to begin praying over your husband. Yes. So It's been a while. <laughs> I read it in my single season. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I completed it. I think I started yeah. it, but I didn't complete it. So mm-hmm. um, it's a good reminder for me, right? The wife in waiting mm-hmm. to go back. And 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 get into that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good. You yeah. gave a homework assignment to read Esther. I'm definitely going to put yeah. that here for our audience <laughs> listeners um, to go back and read Esther. But can you tell me again um, the characters, the similes, the similes oh, yeah. that you use? Um, for the yes. characters, and I've read Esther, of course. We did our Esther fast, <laughs> yep. um, which was amazing, right? Yep. Um, and if you haven't seen the Esther fast, I think I think I have it on YouTube. I'm not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Um, where we talked mm-hmm. about kingdom marriage. If, if it is, yeah. I'll make sure I link it, um, so that you can see, um, that from our Esther fast that we did at the top of the year in January. But you said Haman was Satan, and go through yep. the other one again. Yep. So Haman is Satan. Haggai is the Holy Spirit. Um, the king is God and Mordecai is your husband. And this is in the perspective. If um, you are more are more spiritually aligned than your husband, this is that perspective. And so this isn't um, a perspective to somebody who maybe, you know, your husband is the leader um, uh-huh. and, and is following. But this is just for from from, you know, this perspective he gave me. So for okay. any woman, any, any, any um, listener out there who you may resonate with me, um, this would be the, I guess, the way you would um, read it and digest it in that way um, as led, you know, as, as led by the Holy Spirit as you need to. Absolutely. You know, that's that's a good perspective. Right. Um, I'm not sure if I think that's really going to help some people, um, Mm -hmm. you know, for those because I've seen this a lot. I have seen this a lot um, where it's it's in the perspective in which you're sharing where you're more spiritually sound and and maybe somewhat ahead. If you watch or listen to podcasts, I talk about the spiritual spectrum. The spiritual spectrum. Yeah. So somebody might be in first grade and somebody yeah. might be in 10th grade, right? Or yeah. may not be on the spectrum at all, right? They could be atheists yeah. or they could be unbelieving or they could believe in another faith. And that happens. Sometimes that happens. Um, and fortunately for you, God has graced you um, to um, assist and partner and intercede in prayer and stand in the gap for your husband as the Holy Spirit and, the, and Jesus Christ is as well. And so I know some people are like, well, how did she get married? Um, you know, when we're looking from the kingdom way, like, how did you marry someone who was not 
the lead or the head spiritually, you know, and that does, it can happen. It does. It has happened um, where maybe someone may carry an anointing or, or, or may carry a role of leadership or spiritually um, and maybe the roles were reversed to some in some sense right it's very much individualized it's very much and there's a we could go like a bunch of different ways with that depending on how yeah. we're breaking that conversation down we could go yeah. a number god of different is ways god god is yes, so, god yes. is so wide and complex yes. we read books and we think that oh well he's going to be this 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 because this is what the book said this is what yes. the pastor said this is what my mom said God completely destroyed all of those belief systems that I had. Wow. When he said, when he said, you know, this, this is your husband, you heard correctly. And he is a man of God. I pray, I, I prayed, right. I actually, my mom told me to start praying to my husband back in middle school. So I always had a list. I always had a list. And wow. so, and so my man is a man of God. I will Come say that. Now. He is a man of God. He has a heart for God, right? Um, And he is loving, patient, and kind. And so what I pray for, I pray for more of his characteristics rather than a specific um, physical aspect or even even how I thought he was supposed to be. What attracted me to my husband was was not, um, what's his look for force, right? He's very handsome. My husband's very handsome. But, (laughs) but it was his heart. My husband, he, he was, I had dated Christian, all Christians my whole life. Never treated me like my husband does. Never. And so we, you know, have this religious look and take on, well, I will never even talk to, you know, anybody outside of, you know, who my religion says I'm supposed to talk to. That's right. I've done it. And as less, because I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying as less. When my when when God put me together, my husband, I saw his heart. He saw my heart. Wow. And that's how God has kept us together. It's the heart. God knows our knows us by our hearts. Yes, not he does. By, not by, you know, how good we're being. Yeah, that's not how God loves us, you know. That's God right. doesn't love us in that way, and so He expects us as people to love each other that way as well. And so, and so that's what that's what I'm I'm continuing to to have. I'm continuing to have that belief system that that um the way that we met and got together is the same way we will stay because in God Jesus says name. that we will stay in Jesus' name. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love your perspective on Esther um, for the married woman, right? Is This is for the married mm-hmm. woman, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so where you're more um, spiritually sound, right? You're more yeah. than, than your husband. At the moment. At the, at the moment, moment. right, right, at the moment, <laughs> right, right. Because I'm trying to be careful with my words. I'm like, I'm not trying to put words in her mouth, but no, I just want right. to make sure yeah. that the that the that the woman gets this that's supposed to get it. And so it's not a girl in a single season waiting and looking like, well, <laughs> wait a minute, right, and getting confused. So yeah. let's make it clear: this is something that God gave you personally, and yeah. only if you are led by the Spirit of the Lord to, um, mm-hmm. and you're in a similar situation, this may actually yeah. help. 
um, help the woman from this perspective. You mentioned that your husband was patient and very kind, and you've never seen this in any man. And it was one of the key characteristics that helped you to choose him and helps you to continue to choose him as you push forward in marriage. Um, And so sometimes from a spiritual standpoint, we're looking at certain characteristics of our godly man and that he is a man of God. He is a godly man. He does carry the characteristics of God. And I want to pinpoint the scripture um, that speaks to who your husband is, as you may mention to in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud in Jesus name. And so I won't get into um, the Lord spoke to me this week. Um, about my husband. Uh, I meant last week. He, he was talking to me about my husband in the middle of the night. And that's the scripture he brought to me um, because um, I was looking at my husband to look a certain way spiritually. I was yeah. looking at him and he's not here yet, right? He's not here yeah, yeah, yet, yeah. but he is here in the spirit, but he has not manifested himself and found me as of today. But um, as he was preparing me in our conversation, he was like, he may not look the way you want him to look. You actually may not like him and not like mm. I will dislike him or or not be attracted to him because I don't believe that God would do me like that. But yeah. or anybody <laughs> really, I don't think yeah. anybody <laughs> But he was actually trying to show me the characteristics of the man of God that I needed to focus on and to Mm -hmm. look for when I'm looking for love or waiting. uh, Right. And so he showed me his love. He showed me his love for me. And then he showed me his love for others, for others. And it was really, I'm going to tell you, it was another shift in my mind in preparing for my husband, because sometimes we do get caught up in tall, dark and handsome, six foot five, you know, and he preaching, he's an apostle. He finna be, you know, laying nasty. He's so nasty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, his attitude is nasty and and disgusting. And (laughs) And why? You know, we're not praying for him to have a a great attitude and and for him to be loving so that you can be in love with him. Because in the Bible, you know, God says your husband is to love you. That's a commandment from your husband. Yes. It's a commandment from for wives to respect our husbands. Yes. It's and the so we the want spirit. to pray. We want to pray that our husbands One of you know, can 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 love and can mm-hmm. receive love. Yeah. It's one Regardless, of the first Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know a tree by the fruit that it bears, right? You know mm-hmm. a tree by the fruit that it bears. And so, um, you know, again, we could, girl, we could go on and I could go, I could throw out <laughs> some old scriptures like the what, the where, and the why. Um, but yeah. I was very grateful to this conversation that God had with me about what to look for. And what to really focus on as I'm preparing in my waiting season. So preferably that will help someone else as well. Um, that's a wife in waiting and waiting to be found and crowned by their king in Jesus name. So I'm excited for you and all that God is going to do to, to grow you 
as an individual and your marriage. And we just pray and plead the blood of Jesus over your marriage and over the covenant of marriage for those in waiting, for those that are currently married. Um, and I just pray that the Holy Spirit just continue to feel and flow freely in your marriage and in your mind and in your future in Jesus name. So thank you for partnering today for a chat here at Flawed and Free. God bless you. Make sure that you guys are subscribing, rating and reviewing this podcast so it can be visible to others that may find this as it resonates in their minds and in their spirits as well. As you are all aware and as I will continue to help those that are in need and save souls and set the captives free. That's what we do here in Spiritual Warfare and the deliverance. And we help you wherever you are. We help and meet the woman in the wilderness that is looking to see and walk into the promised land. So I'm excited to be a part of your journey from your now to your next and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in Jesus name. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I love you, Amber. To God be all the glory. And I will see you guys soon. Bye-bye guys. Till next. Thanks for joining me on Flawed and Free Podcast. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Click the bell on YouTube on my channel and follow. Don't forget to meet me live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for Tea and Testimony with Tina to discuss weekly podcasts and answer questions. I'll be streaming from YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at Flawed and Free, or if you're streaming from IG, it's at The Flawed and Free. Till next week, God bless, where we are free to be me, flawed, and free.